What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you for the spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What up, my people? How's everybody doing? Happy Thanksgiving weekend. All right. So what movie do we have on the docket today? Movie that to end all movies, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yes, this is one of those movies that if you are a, if you are a Marvel fan in any capacity, you're, you're guaranteed to cry. Oh yeah, definitely. I cr- I cried within the first thirty seconds of that movie, <laughs> and I, there's other moments uh, that got emotional. But not for the sake of the story itself. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, let's get it. So let's start off with the first, the, the first opening, thing, the opening, which actually I uh, was intriguing because it was. Um, I thought it was going to start straight with the funeral, but it wasn't. It was no. starting off with, uh, I guess, um, uh, Shuri trying to save her brother. Yeah, which was interesting only because. First off, she was trying to recreate the plant that 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 uh the heart shaped herb. Yeah, exactly. That um that this character burnt off in uh first Killmonger. Movie. Killmonger kill, uh, burnt off. Yes. Which obviously she was thinking is going to save his life. Um, but the one thing I thought was interesting about that beginning was <coughs> the way they incorporated his death in this movie. Like the way they, it wasn't just kind of like a kill off. They didn't just kill him off. Like they made it. They made it to kind of be more to what he actually was going through which was that uh, he suffered in silence for a while and then he finally told her yeah but he didn't tell her with the intention of her saving him she told he told her to say goodbye to say goodbye exactly and and the craziest part is that she didn't get to say goodbye because she was just she was so obsessed with saving trying to save him and 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 this falls into where art imitates life and um i know ryan coogler uh, the director of this movie, he had a lot of conversations with Chadwick Boseman's family and let them know what they wanted to do. And a lot of the th- and people and this is one thing I don't get because I'm going to start um, implementing people that talked about the movie outside into our review mm-hmm. just to create conversations around it. And people were like, oh, that's disrespectful. But they were, I'm like, his family approved of it. Ryan Coogler didn't do it unknowing unbeknownst unknown from his family like they were in the whole process of everything was happening and they him and ryan coogler and uh chadwick boseman had a relationship because of that like i mean they had so much respect for each other that he did bring him in and he bring his family and they got the he got the okay from them to be like this is what i want to do because they, they had an original story but due to the passing of chadwick boseman they had to redo the whole story and to do that, he wanted to pay respect to Chadwick because he is T'Challa, and that's what he's going to be known for. He is the Black Panther for everybody. So I thought it was a a beautiful introduction and a beautiful send-off into getting through the grieving process and and, say, and everybody. And I think, and I heard sniffles, and, and I was crying too. Just, you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to experience it, and everybody had their own, for a very slight moment, their goodbyes, their their yummy, uh, their thank you for appreciation of 
giving him his flowers of thinking everything that he was able to do with what he had, not as only as T'Challa, but as Chadwick Boseman. So you're trying to you're saying goodbye to two characters, one a, a, a fictional character and one a real life human being, and just seeing goodbye on screen is it was heart wrenching, but it was beautiful, beautifully done. I want to add to that. So to notate on what you were saying, um, you know, there's a lot of people always have their opinions, and that's fine. What always irritates me is when people have their opinion on how others should grieve. Yeah. Because you know something? Yeah, we can look at it and we could judge it, whatever, but we can't, we we really shouldn't. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if that person earned the right, I mean, truly emotionally earned the right to grieve to that person. Because we could, we could say all day, like, we're grieving for people that we don't, in all honesty, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know personally, but... It, it it just irritates me when people, especially you hear people people online about like, oh well, why are they doing that? That's disrespectful. You you don't get to say that. Like, in the sense of you don't know what their relationship was. You don't know what the relationship that that person had with the other person to grieve in that manner. We might look at it as disrespectful. And there's some things that might be un you know, let's say not decorum or not 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 proper. But at the same time. You know, again, we don't know what their relationship. If I no, of course, and that's that always gets me when people <clears throat> want to chime in on other people's how other people should grieve, grieve. Yeah. I, um. But going back to everything else, uh, I did. The funeral was was uh, was intense. The like as far as um, the traditions, obviously they followed the um, the way they sent off the um, casket, the casket. And there was another question posted from that. Hmm. People were saying like, why is it? That when Tony died, everybody was there saying goodbyes. But when like Black Widow died, no, you never seen that. It was kind of off screen. And then mm-hmm. you have Chadwick uh, T'Challa's character. And she was like, there was no Avengers at the funeral. Well, and a lot of that mm-hmm. I feel comes from we don't we kind of understand where Wakanda is located, and we don't know their traditions. Maybe it was just their community, well, just this, their family and that's friends. The thing is very few people that are even allowed to go in there. That are not from there, and it yeah. is, they're very private in how they do. So we can't. That the thing is, they that doesn't say that's not the only funeral. Like they could have had a ceremony somewhere else where the Avengers should have showed up. Yeah, maybe they didn't film that, but Wakanda obviously has been a very secluded and private place. Yeah, so of course they're gonna want to do the things by themselves. And also think about this too: is that um, Black Widow's grave is is in itself secret. Yeah, you know, no, like only very few people know it, it where it exists and who it exists for, and like that. And most people don't even, you know, she was a covert agent. Tony Stark <coughs> was a public, public figure. figure, yeah. So yeah. it's to it's to be expected that it would his his funeral would be somewhat of a public event, and it wasn't a public event, but, but more it well, was more of a spectacle, spectacle and well known. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you on that. That's what I'm saying. Is like you know, and that's again going back to the same thing. And obviously now we're talking about fictional things like. And I just think it's funny when people judge her like something like so weird like that. Like, no, you play this. The closest person to them that's outside that that exists outside of that world was the agent who's in this movie. Not only him, but Bucky as well. That's the thing. But they were close. But they they weren't even there exactly because again, this was a private event. They don't they don't celebrate it the same way. Everybody's like different the way they celebrate things. So everybody's culture is different. Obviously, look, they wear white. You know, obviously, and. You know, an it's more of a celebration life. when they do it. Exactly, celebration of life than a mourning of death. 
But all right, so we'll get past. This is our little rant or talk with no, about Chadwick. Course, but, yeah, but thank continue. you, everything Chadwick has done and T'Challa. But let's get more into the meat and potatoes of this movie. I got to say, mm-hmm. Angela Bassett fucking killed it. Everybody killed it for me. The uh, Necho, uh, the play Namor, but Angela Bassett as the queen was fucking phenomenal. No, she like, was. She perfect. demanded respect. Like there are right, so there they they go into the scene that they you see like an offsite Wakandian offsite location and they're getting um ambushed. The, yeah, the by military. Military. And you see the Dormalaji come through and fucking rip shit up and fuck them up. And then you see uh scenes after that um Angela Bass is at the UN and Fran- France was like, Oh, you you're hiding all this these materials from us where we could use it to protect our own. And you, you have, you have like a monopoly on, on this, these weaponized p- uh, pieces or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, really? She was like, we just got ambushed. And she finds out it was from the friends. I was like, Ooh, no, but that was such a badass what, move. What you, that was fucking badass. Because um, the thing is the concept, I think uh, sometimes might get like kind of lost in the sense of, that Wakanda technically, like, it might not seem it because obviously their traditions and everything like that, but they're the most powerful ever. Yeah. Like, no other, like, and that's the thing is that people, like, and that's the thing, people keep on sleeping on that, and they keep on thinking that they can just, they can, they can figure out a smarter way or, or the clever, like, that's the arrogance of a lot of, obviously, Western traditions where it's like, well, you know, they, we don't know what they have, but we th- we definitely think we can do, we can do better. Yeah. But they keep on trying, so it's like, and that's why they don't want to share because, I mean, obviously she like mm-hmm. they're protective, yeah. And right now nobody can touch them, as far as you know, military wise or technology wise. So it's like, no, why would we share something that we know like it's just going to be used against us? And I get that, too, and I and I understand like it could be something they can share, but at the same time, they keep on trying them. Like they don't even, you know, they keep on trying to get past. Past their own regulations. Yeah. So, yeah, then then you have where they, they did that. And she came in strong. That's what I thought was interesting. Um, because she didn't even come, like, oh, the, the the guys that were her protectors, they were, like, those not her strong protectors. No, they were, like, they were, like, C-Squad. They were just chilling with her. <laughs> if anybody knows is that the the king or the queen's guards, main guards, are the Dormelage. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even there at all. They're no, they just, came at the, they, at they the end. Them, yeah. But which, it was, which was funny because it's something like they they sleep on their their abilities and the technology and everything else. Um, but no, it was a very strong. All I could think about though is obviously later on. Um, but no, she she killed it. She came in strong. She came in like with a strong fist and was like, listen, we're not messing around. Yeah, stop trying to test us because you guys keep on trying to test. And then you're gonna. Is, 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 she was like the nicest way. She was like, yo, fuck around and find out. Basically, yes. That was the nicest way she could put it. <laughs> uh, cut to scene, a few scenes later, we get into the off, uh, offshore um, drilling and mining of uh, vibranium, uh, and we get to witness. We, well, we get to witness the introduction of a couple things. One, the technology that they discovered now, where it's almost like a sniffer. Yeah, a um, like a metal detector. Metal detector for that specific vibranium. vibranium yeah. And then we get into the new species or the new uh, the new cre- the new um I don't even remember what the name of Namor's people were. I don't remember the name. I know they're from Talokan. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Talocanians? Uh, I well, guess. Then, I don't think they ever pronounced them as a a, a uh, group in the in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, I don't remember them. But they came in and they're way For, stronger, way more agile, like and more ruthless. Yeah, because and the thing is, is that you know you could judge them for it, but if you think if you think about it, no one, not even Wakanda, no one knew they existed. Yeah, at for, all, like for centuries. Yeah, nobody even know they exist, and that's that's what they want. They want that peace. They want the ability to just kind of be like exist. left alone. Exactly. Look at that. And once the the sad thing is, is true. But once people find out they exist, they're gonna be tested again, and because obviously they know that they also have. These abilities, these abilities, the things they can do, vibranium. Yeah. So, um, it's but they, so they literally just made sure nobody, nobody knew they they they, they were even they were even there like oh, they yeah. even existed. So, but it, it started an interesting argument, which I I I was wondering how they were going to play this discussion, how they were going to play these two groups together, and I loved it because it, it was a interesting and and I like well rounded uh, villains in a sense. Oh, this is this this. I mean, this, 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 this. <laughs> I I have to say this has been one of the best Marvel villains that you you understand the the motivation. I guess you understand the motivation, but at the same time, you don't approve of the execution of that motivation, and and that's a duality that they. You have to battle with when understand. That's the same way you had with Killmonger. That's the same thing people had with Thanos. Is like I understand your motivation and the reasons. It's va- It's set on paper and and the way you pre- present it, it sounds kind of valid. Of like Thanos with the the limited supplies of resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killmonger um, of of being into this. Living in, I think, uh, California and living in this this uh, lifestyle that is not progressive, and 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 he had a struggle through that. Well, he knows that he knows that his uh, his people, like you know, obviously that they, he can like basically he he grew up with the struggle, knowing that the people he actually came from were thriving, were like this uh, elite. He, they were, yeah, he looked and, them at it elitist. And the thing is, exactly, because he's like, they can share that. Resources. That re, those resources. And help uh, our people. But, like that, but they, he came for, so that's the thing. He came from a, a place of revenge mm-hmm. and resentment to be like, I want to get there, be king and expose what we have and let the world know you can't fuck with us. But Namor came from a place of compassion and love. I was like, I love my people. I am their guardian. I am. I'm protecting them from the outside world because I know what they're able to do to us if they're able to get to us. So he is playing the a role of protector at all costs. So, you know what I mean? The ends justify the means. The means justifies the end. Like, that's if I have to kill everybody, if I have to make the world crumble and, and, and tore, tore the world down, the surface world, for my people to be safe, I am with that. And... And the motivation is there, and I completely because we all come from, we all have families, and we all have, we protect them at all costs, to to, but, and we understand that. So I, I was like, I understand your motivation, your execution is like, ooh, real questionable, but getting into more not more, um, he is. I love the fact that he mentioned himself as a mutant. So that's that's 
that's labeled itself as a mutant. Um, the nature did amazing. I, I think com- in comparison to uh, not current uh, outfits of what Namor or Namor, I think we're going to start calling him Namor now. I think they're going to use that. Mm. Uh, what he looks like is I think he has like a one piece, but in the early comics, he was he had the, the green shorts. So they went with that. No, but that, I like how they, they did the same thing they did with Black Panther originally, which was they didn't try to just create a random culture to just, you know, facilitate, you know, hey, the, this is uh, Wakanda. No, they they based it on cultures that we're aware of. Yeah. And I love that because they based it on multiple cultures. So that way they, it shows the influence of it and it shows more. Because the thing is that they would just have to create it a, a random. Scratch. Yeah, like if it was something like Aquaman's uh, city. Atlanteans. Atlanteans, yeah. It, it wouldn't seem realistic. It wouldn't seem grounded. Yeah. Because you, you felt, because then you felt, even though we're, we're, we're watching a fictional world, I understand what you're saying. It's like, there's nothing related to, nobody could relate to that because it's something that is so out there that it's unbelievable. With Namor's character, or even with Wakanda, where I think he took up to like six, seven tribes that he worked around yeah. and took influence from each one and combined them into one. And 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 what I loved about that part is that when Black Panther came out, there was a lot of people from those nations and those tribes that their ancestors were from that was like, oh my god, I see something in there that could be traced back to where I'm from, my roots. And you have this representation, and now you have Namor that did the Mayans and a lot of Mesoamericans, um, um, uh, history and artifacts and everything else that they, he they had it on site. That I think one of his lieutenants was one of the on-site consultants of anything that was Mesoamerican and Mayan-related um, representation, and that's one 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 moment that I, I was like kind of emotional because yes, we're Latinos, but we're more Caribbean Latinos than Mesoamericans and and indigenous. We come from indigenous uh, people, but. The minds like that's not closely, but I love that it, it it almost encapsulated everybody into one, and I like I got emotional. I'm like, damn, like we get to see us mm-hmm. on screen, and that's and and you know what's funny is like I've always I've never I've never uh, related to that to most more recently in the, like possibly the past five years, five yeah. to seven years. Like I would watch movies, and I was like, oh okay. But I guess a lot of it of growing up and, and wa- us doing this podcast and watching movies and we're watching, I'm watching way more movies than before because other than us reviewing, I just, I started watching more than before. I, I, you don't get, I'm like, there's, I, I understand their, their experience from picking parts and pieces of it. But I'm like, there's, there's some level of difference of, if you know, if it's a Caribbean person, a Latina from the Caribbean islands, their experience is completely different from somebody that was, that's not, that's Anglo-Saxon and everything else that, that we, I can't relate to as much. Mm-hmm. And seeing that, I was like, damn. I'm like, I get, I felt that the sense of pride of re- representation on screen, even though it's not fully encapsulating what I who who our backgrounds are because we're Dominicans, but I'm like we're there. We we that that's that's that opened the door for anything that could come twenty years from now, thirty years from now. This 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 we've had it re- before, but there's always a lot of 
usually the Hispanics that were on the lighter mm-hmm. side skin tone than yeah. Namor, which was more olive, more more a brown-skinned Latino. You know what was interesting that I thought that the uh, interesting choice they made, uh, speaking of the uh, the his people, that uh, obviously on land they're like, oh, uh, yes. like yeah. green or blue skin. Like, blue skin, right? I love it. And that was cool. You know, obviously they're 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 kind of people that are from the water. However, when they are in their natural habitat, like we're under the water in their in the area, you see them having their normal like olive or brown complexion, like. They're normal, so they look like they look. They don't look abnormal like they would on land. They look yeah. like just themselves. And I thought that was such an interesting and, choice to do that. Yeah, and 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 you know, I was talking. To, I was talking to my wife about that, and we were like, "Oh my god!" I, she was like, "She was like, oh, they're blue." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they're blue because they're they're out of the out of their element." And I'm like, "If you take a, one of us and put a drown us, we turn blue. It's because we have no oxygen. Everything's deprived of us. That's the same with them." So they're living in a world that their skin is being depleted from the oxygen that they have to intake, which is through the water, and they're turning blue, which in reverse, if, if we would have been underwater for that long, <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. That's a, that's a very interesting choice. I like that. That's, uh, that's a very interesting choice. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, uh, so uh, Namor comes, Namor, uh, comes, comes in like Wakanda. a f- fucking solo and meets... Well, no, I, think he came, I don't think he came solo, but he did... Come, he did Approached him solo, because he, he sure and and yeah, because, uh, the device was behind them when they look back. Like these guys came in quiet. Oh yeah, he was like, but th- that's what it is. Like that that's how dangerous they are. That's how dangerous they are, and he is because he is the epitome is like fuck like almost like Angela Bassett's character during the UN. Like yo, fuck around and find out. Like if you and he and that's one thing I loved about him is like yo. He, when he talked the talk, he walked the walk. Like, yo, it's like, if you do this, we're coming at you with everything we got. Well, you know what? I, uh, one thing that was interesting was that I was thinking about the whole time is obviously these are people that stay reclusive, right? They, they hide and all this stuff. But I realized based on listening to him and based on the knowledge he has. Yeah. They don't. They they infiltrate. I, I mean, I, maybe him more than anything else. <coughs> but think about it. He knew, like, think about it. This is a culture that's, that's been dormant for thousands of years, whatever, right? Yeah. But he knew everything that was going on. He knew that Wakanda uh, reached out to the world. He knew that Wakanda existed and that they had vibranium. Yeah, he has his so, ear to the ground. He that's what I'm saying. He knew, he knew everything. So it's like, and you're like, damn, how, do, how did, would he know that if he's somebody who just kind of, like, didn't know about the up, the, the up world? No, but he knew. So that means that, he ba- that they, they basically do infiltrate yeah. Through city through everywhere and just steal knowledge yeah. and go back yeah, and gather network. information to see where, so, where would be the threat if so, that was exactly so not only do they stay hidden in this little spot they they reach out to the world and they grab information and they yeah so that's i thought that was intriguing um but yeah he knew about the the uh riri uh who created the machine and that he knew that he, they needed somebody to go get him and because they don't want to be more exposed than they need to he reached he, out to Wakanda to do it for he them. He uses as 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 the bait to send them out yeah. so he could get them last minute. And yeah, so now we get introduced to Riri, Riri yeah. Williams, which is Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they used her way to in- introduce her because a lot of people was like, "Oh, is it because uh, at the end of Black Panther, I know um, Shuri was like talking about that we do they were going to start creating outreach programs." 
and to get more people to come in to learn more about vibranium and yeah, technology. Yeah. And people are like, oh, maybe she has a school that that uses that. Yeah, maybe how they figured out. Yeah, how like works. how small she is. But this one is be- great. No, I, she I, I, to... I think it, they were like, one, she created something that she needed to know that was going to be used in the manner that it was used. And secondly, it's like you could tell how smart she is. It's like if the government's stealing her information or her blueprints to devise this prototype or this device, she is way beyond her years of genius. You know what? What kills me is I was trying to figure this out because obviously like the level of vibranium that exists outside of Wakanda is minuscule, right? Like every every little trinket. Yeah is veered like as the most the most extravagant thing in the world uh literally so the thing that kills me about it was that um how did she build something that could detect the metal that it, that she might not have even had access to to test i think she was I, know she if, said I, she, I think she said that she, i don't think she was looking for right because she didn't know they were using to use fine vibranium she was no, she tweaking said, it. She to, built it for her, uh, like a uh, like a, a geology type class. Yeah, for to to detect metals outside that that is, um, out of the parameters of what normal materials they could find, and because vibranium stands so outside of it, it would be detected as an outlier. And what's funny is that they didn't even bother trying to. Uh, they didn't bother trying to reverse engineer it. They couldn't reverse engineer it. Yeah. Because the one that they found, the one they had uh, um, in Wakanda was actually, the one that they brought in Wakanda was actually, she built it because it was built by like random like parts. Scraps. Yeah. So she like She built bother. a machine out of scraps. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. they didn't even bother trying to like reverse engineer it so they can build mold or it. Just, yeah. They were like, we have this one. We can rebuild it. Let's go. Let's do it. So, <laughs> uh, one thing I did know, and and this is after the movie, and looking, reading about um, moments in the movie, just so I could remember better, mm-hmm. was that uh, one thing I think Brian Coogler did beautifully was there's this moment that um, when Shuri was talking to Riri, mm-hmm. and she says this line, she goes, uh, "Young, talented, and black," and that was said by Chadwick. At an acceptance speech that he did, so I was like, "That's a that's a nice homage, nice like little, little nice little, nice little there. yeah, nice little touch on that." So, uh, so yeah, so they get into that. Okoye is a badass, mm-hmm. and when she starts fighting um, Nemours, uh, tribesmen, uh, and you could tell how strong they are because she was fighting for. And she was she was doing her thing, but when she got to the general, there was no comparison of the uh, comparison of strength that he know. had yeah. and speed. That and she, for some reason, she even though she cut them down, that didn't stop them. They just they just they all like just went away. Like yeah, so yeah, they were they they barely they can they cannot even defeat one or two of them. Like and like my, uh, keep, uh, keep in mind, we'll get back to that scene in a minute because it'll show how this true strength is. In the next following scenes, but obviously, so the next thing you see what happens was that, you know, they took they took Sherry and Riri uh, to this underwater underwater Talukan. world, Talukan, and uh, showed them a little bit about what what's there. And I, what kill what what obviously this whole movie is based on the on Sherry's journey, 
Like, yeah, that, this is all about Sherry's journey. But it's interesting because obviously at first it's everybody. But then you start noticing that she's honing down. She's the one that's struggling with grief. Right. Yes. Because, you know, um, but I uh, before we get to anything further with Sherry, the scene that was just everybody's talking about, like, damn, this thing deserves like an Oscar or something that was where uh, Angela Bass's character uh, goes off on um, Okoye. Okoye. And that was just when she goes. I've ooh. lost everything. That was that was intense. That was I was cool. like, I was like, ooh. There was no empathy. There was no empathy at that point. That she just no. There was no there was no sympathy either, and 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 she and that's the thing. It's like, and that scene. I was like, that's one of that's a great monologue moment for in in overall MCU even Phase Four. One of the one of the best. I feel like one of closest to one of the best. I'm trying to think of the other one that I had thought of, but it was, it was there. It was and and Akoya's journey too. To you could you could feel her pain of like she failed. Well, it's the thing isn't like she said. It's um, this is all they know. Like this is their like she she even she even said it. She like I, I you know I I basically I arrested my husband, like. I didn't just, you know, I didn't seem to commit to this, like, little bit. No, I committed everything to this. Yeah. So, for her, and especially, it's one thing if she did that and she died. The fact that she did and lived is where, especially when it comes to, like, you know, that kind of, like, war mentality. Yeah. It's like, you failed because, it's like, if you failed and died, I mean, you gave everything to it. But if you're alive, then it basically seems like you didn't. You didn't give it your all. So, and she wanted to redeem it. But, yeah, like, no, like, I'm not going to give you another opportunity to do it. <laughs> So it was it was an intense moment, um, and yeah. then obviously you continue, and then they reach out to um, T'Challa's ex, I guess you want to call it. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> at the uh, moment, you know, yeah, at the moment you didn't know what the relationship was back then, but anyways, um, and to go get Shiri. So, but the the moment with Shiri and on uh, Namor, it was interesting just because obviously, like, there was a connection. Like they they showed that they they understood each other. Yeah. And um, because I like they came both came in place from understanding, and and this is where you get the little which I like that they did like mid throughout like in the middle of the movie they they gave you Namor's backstory backstory his inter- his origin story yeah and it was it was great because he it, it involved a lot of like they were from the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, he's and, old. He's yeah, old. so like all the years that they they evolved and and they try to go back to to bury his mom and they saw how the uh, Spanish conquistadors took over his land and and, and try to con- uh, colonize those colonizers. Fuck them. How to how to how they took over his land and his people and he didn't want that to happen to his people. And that's where he took this thing. It was like, let's go deeper in and protect ourselves. And one thing I loved was that he says he was like, when he gave her the tour, which was beautiful. I'm like, I'm like, I want to visit that place. Mm. And he was like, I brought, I use a user vibrating to bring the sun to my people. I was like, he's given them everything. Yeah. Everything that they would need to survive. But that's, that's why they were connecting because. Obviously, with everything that she was going through, she wants to just disconnect from everything. Yeah. So he, and he, he's like, yeah, I heard you want to burn the world. And I'm basically on the same thing. I don't want anything to spoil what we have here. And yeah. the outside world just continuously wants to do that. So 
I want to burn. I want to basically. So that, that's when he revealed his real intention, which wasn't to. At that point, he felt like if they couldn't. They're not going to be able to remain hidden. Yeah, and he has to resort to that extent to, to make sure that they're protected and hidden and not known from the no no. But world. at the point that he was at, he he that's what he said to sure at first. Yeah. But his true intention is that he basically just wants to destroy the rest of the world. Yeah. So so that they basically can can leave them alone. Yeah, pretty much. So, which obviously was crazy intense, and then and um, so Shiri saved. They go back to Wakanda, and he shows up, and he shows up with, he shows up with like a handful of people. No, he showed up with like five people. That's it. Handful of people, and he was able the to water bomb shop. Like yo, he wrecked fucking every with just a hand. Like yo, that's that's what shows you the power. Like damn, dude, he, he didn't need it. Yo, he didn't like he didn't even bring his army. No, he didn't. He didn't even come with the full fledge. He just came like, yo, five on five score. Like, uh, like let's play half court. Like, you know, bring in my five. He took he, out their whole. He's like, I'll bring my five. You bring, you bring your whole country, and then we'll see what happens. And all right, so, mm-hmm. so he's fighting, and then uh, Ramon, uh, Ramonda, uh, Ramonda, mm-hmm. uh, Angela Bass's character dies in the attempt to try to trying to save Riri, and he. And I think I and I think I told you this before because I we haven't talked about it, but I was like he has one of the most most quotable villain moments I have seen in the MCU. Mm. His first one we we passed the scene. He was like, uh, "My people call me Kuku uh, Khan, but my no, enemy, no, but that wasn't no, like, no, but my enemies call me Namor." I was like, "Ooh, no, but that wasn't the full. You know, that wasn't the full line though, right?" The what? Oh no, that's what name what you said. Yeah, uh, Namor. Namor said it was the man, but people call me Kuku Khan, but my enemies call me Namor. And then he goes, and then this thing when he kills Angela Bass and Shuri Shuri and Saver, he goes, yo, he goes, uh, bury your dead, mourn your losses, you're queen now. I was, and he just fucking flies away. Yep. Fucking, I was like, yo, this he need to fuck around with. Like, it was a. It was a leadership he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't deal with, so he changed leadership. Yeah, he's, that's essentially what he did. He's like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, that's his only obstacle right there. The whole moment it was like, take her out and then put me in, put her in, and then because she she kind of understands where I'm coming from. Hopefully, uh, we'll see eye to eye. But no, then, but uh, the person who shines in in uh, after, at this point after this point. Um, is uh definitely, um, uh, was it my my? I don't know how to pronounce it. Mbaku. Mbaku. Oh yeah. Yeah, like from this moment on, he shines because obviously he went up. He stood. He tried to stand, you know, toe to toe with with Namor, even though he got he got his ass handed to him. But he on one kick, huh? A one punch or one kick was it? Yeah, it was like, but he broke his whole chest piece and everything. But uh, no, he just did it. He didn't care. Like he was he was trying to come out of them like hardcore. Which and obviously he continues and and he was the person who saved everybody because he lives such far distance from everybody else or in such a secluded area of Wakanda that everybody had to basically go relocate to here. Yeah, exactly. as a place of uh, isolation and 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 um, mm-hmm. secure uh, shelter. But he also had one of the because of what you just said, he had the best lines. Uh, now using more? using that same line, he had one of the best lines. Oh yeah. Which no, he had two. One, he, no, no, he, had he, two he had two. When, when he was talking to Okoye, he goes, you bald-headed demon. But then he had... 
Yeah, he, he the gray that. one to because everybody's like, oh, who is, like, who is he? Who is he? And he goes, and he was like, we could attack him, we could kill him. He's like, his people do not call him king or general. They call him Kuku Khan, the serpent feathered god. I was like, he was like, even if you try to kill him, their belief is that they will not stop and they will destroy us. It's like, it's not like any other military because obviously if you take out the heads of the military the, the body people, will fall the body will fall the people will fall. but this one no is that they he is so he's so beyond what everybody would think as a king or a general is that his people believe him that even in the after in his afterlife he'll still be with them and they'll still push forward without him so the, you have you're you're, you're 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 now you're not only dealing with somebody that has these abilities that could crack somebody's skull in but now you have his people that are en- like endlessly devoted they'll and committed to his cause. And if he falls, they'll try, like you say, they'll, they'll fight, fight even more harder, more vigor. It is. Uh, so now mm-hmm. in that whole speech, this is where Sherry uh, synthesizes the heart sheet or heart sheet herb and goes into the realm, uh, the, 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 mm, this, this yeah, they- uh, spiritual realm. Yeah, the, the ancestors room, yeah. Yeah, where he, she connects with all the other ancestors, all prior... Uh, well, apparently pe- your your uh, trip into that realm is what grants you the ability, like, shows how your leadership is going to continue. Yes. And, you know, that was... A, I love that part just because while everybody kind of is in honor because they're meeting, you know, somebody they loved, whatever, she's meeting somebody she loathed. Yeah. Um. But obviously, it it reflected on what she was going through. Yes, because she she was he was a representation of of her deepest desire, her her deepest desire. Pretty yeah, pretty she much. Was I was trying to find a better word, but her deepest desire because she was angry because not only now she didn't lose her mother just a year prior because had jumped a year she lost her brother and the year before that and the father. year like two or three years five six years before that was her father at the Sokovian uh, that was a. Uh, Ultron. You know that's kind of that's kind of like, um, damn, you know, people in uh, Marvel movies are just they have horrible lives. Like, in the sense, like you know, we 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 think the heroes they honor them, but think about it, think about somebody like, like Thor. Oh yeah, like, and which we're gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little bit more yeah. into it but, after this. No, no, of course through, through this. But uh, it's just interesting, just because you have all these characters that, dude, they're going through, just this atrocious things. I mean, they're losing everyone. They have no one. At a certain point, yeah, I mean, because think, of, yeah, Thor lost all these people. I mean, Sherry lost her mother, her brother, her her father. Like, she has no one. I mean, she does find that she obviously has somebody, but she kind of probably feels like she has nobody. Yeah, no, trust me. When no, of course, to to the end, I have some questions regarding that. So but, it was um, great. It was really intense. Um, but yeah, and so, but anyways, yeah, she she sees uh, Killmonger. And that was like an awesome scene. It's because everybody flew. Oh my god! Like this is because obviously nobody thought, was expecting that. No, because you thought you were gonna see. You thought they were gonna try maybe do like a deep Jabber, fake, a deep fake of uh, Ch- Chadwick, Bo- uh, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, uh, or maybe her, her mother, her mother. I I thought it would have been, or maybe her. like the whole family, like all three of them. Or just somebody, in there. somebody like from your your because that's what she wanted. She wanted that relief. She wanted to. And she wanted to see somebody she loved or she lost. And no, she didn't get it. No, she got 
She just got somebody who fed right more into her. To her anger. Yeah. And, and could amplify it. And, uh, and justified it. Yep. Exactly. So, um, so here's, all right. So now that we're, we're loving this movie, this is where at this point of the movie where I'll have, I started having grapes about it. I haven't started having issues about the movie. Okay. Um, one, mm-hmm. and I, and I think maybe you would agree with me was, um, re-rebuilding out her, her own suit. I thought it was weird choice to how they did it. Yes, I understand that there was an homage to Iron Man One, where um, Tony Stark was building his own to his own uh, Iron Man uh, Mach One, uh, but Mark One, and this one, I'm like, wait, you have the most advanced technology. You know, I wish there was a to I be wish able was a, to a uh, extra in the DVD where there was a joke about that where she because you know, she obviously she builds everything from spare parts. So I, I would love to see a scene where she's like doing it that way. She's like the clink, clink, clink. And then somebody comes up to her and is like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Like we have like the most advanced technology in the world. You don't have to build it like that. We literally can like 3D print it with like vibranium or something. Like, yeah. Like something, something crazy. Like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> if you thought, if, if you right, think about this and, and this is what caught me was that uh, we, we, we jumped as prior scenes before when, uh, Namor meets um tries to go for Ariri, and she starts um Angela Bassett starts using the computer on the screen, trying to like build up defenses. She jumps to the next screen over and starts doing the same thing like she's know she's done it before, but then like you cut to the scene she she's like using a wrench and welding materials. I'm like, bro, you don't need to use all that. I understand I what they were. They're doing an homage, but I, get I understand where it. where we're going with it. I think it was the wrong moment to use it at. I think they should have just. I think it would have been funnier if they just came out of nowhere. Like, dude, we don't have to build like that. Anymore. Yeah, and and like, funny not, enough, none of the things garage. that I saw that she built, mm-hmm. she used. So she ended up. Using- no, actually, it would have been better if she's doing that, and they're like, "You're not in a cave, dude. You can just build it like the yeah, way. like you build it with all the other technology you have here. Like as obviously because he built the yeah cave. Um, what was the other one? You said it was that one. Of it them. was oh well, that scene was that. The the other scene was. Um, her suit herself. I wasn't. I wasn't digging it. I know it was. Kind of, they're trying to keep it close to the, what the comic was. No, actually, I don't think it was there either. Because I think it wasn't I that close. Representation. I think it, my. Thing- it was like a soft representation because I know that she had like a blue. Her or in the comic, but she has like a almost like a blue oval. I think it was and way, the way too bulky. CGI'd. Yes, it felt like I'm. Gonna, I'm not gonna. It's the, the one of the things I didn't like about it. It looked a little bit like a transformer. I think my 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 belief is is because obviously in the comics obviously she is a a uh, an apprentice or, or uh, um um what do you call it um I forgot what you, the term is but she she's basically the the next generation of Tony Stark yeah but obviously Tony Stark is not her, predece- her predecessor yes the predecessor but obviously in this this is a different story so I feel like maybe they were trying to make it so different that it didn't look like an Iron Man suit. Yeah, so they obviously went with a little bit more uh, over exaggerated uh, elements to it. Yeah, if, but I, I understand like what you're saying. It but. didn't have the grounded effect, like uh, the ground, like the like. Play this, the the suits that the Dormelage had were way more the Guardian grounded. Angels. Yeah, they were way yes. more grounded than than her suit. And, and that's, that's a, and that's, that's one thing. Like. And that's another thing I didn't like. The 
the suits I loved. Yeah. The abilities what they're able to do in the suits I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know the fact I didn't like the fact there was only two. Cause I think it, in the Guardian Angels, I think there's five of them. I know. It's like a small squad yeah. of, of Dormalaje that have like they're the the, the, the elite squad team. Yeah. And I felt it would have been dope if they would have used capitalized and used five. Even though maybe they they were at their budget, I don't know if they were like well, limited I think to two. The, the issue was, who was the first person they gave it to? Okoye. Why? Well, I mean, wait. But not only that, that was an alternative to join, rejoining the Dormelage. Yeah, because she felt that her mother threw her out, and she wants to respect the wishes, even though she wants to come back. Yeah. So what did they do? They gave him. They gave her a different position. Yeah. So that's why I believe instead of you just giving it to the Dormelage. They gave it to, she, to they a, Koye, a special group, a special squad. With and the maybe Koye. in the next movie, they'll she'll have a, a full squad. Exactly. And that's what I, that's what I want. I'm like, oh, my God, if they would have done the full squad, it would have been great. What I did like this, is what I wish they did with the Riri, the whole thing is, yes, they were. Let's say they were. They was comic book accurate, but obviously to them where everything is a little bit more grounded, it looks kind of silly. And I just liked how just continuously just nitpicking like have to be this does it like have to look like that does like just nitpicking because like did not want to wear it at all but it is what it is and like, no i know i have to respect like the that. decision I, no, but i liked it because if obviously if they just came out with it it would have been it would have felt silly maybe it would have felt silly, uh, the, the outfit the, the the suit if it, it was too accurate no 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 it was no no i'm not saying that exactly it's, it's like what i'm saying is it looks different than anything else in the movie because everything else looks grounded and yeah and culturally kind of appropriate like to, to, to and that was the outside have. element. Exactly. If they would have just done it, it would have felt out of place. But because they continuously undercut it, like we really have to follow this. That's where I felt that it was like, okay, they were able, they kind of justified it. Even though they were comic accurate, they kind of justified it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, let's say if they were just to have Wolverine's green, yellow suit, if he just wore it day one, they would have been like, why are you wearing a yellow suit? You know, but if they kind of made a joke about it, like, yeah, you know, something like that. Then it would have been more acceptable. I get you. And they would have still been able to be comic book accurate. Yeah. No. No. Of course. But uh, okay. So yeah, the Riri's character overall, I it's not that I didn't like her. I I, just, I liked her introduction. I just felt like I one I she didn't she was an interesting character, but she didn't win me over. Like, and I know the movie it wasn't her movie. Um, but you know it's like she. Uh, I felt like she was she was just she, she was she was uh, a prop. She was America Chavez. She was America Chavez. At least America Chavez, I, I... She she had more input. She had more more screen time, I feel, uh, more than Riri. But she was they used... Were not ground, they, were not, they were not flushed out characters. They wouldn't... They, because that was her introduction. I guess uh, the next one that they might use her again. I think they might... I don't know if they're going to do a TV show or a movie with America Chavez again to bring her... To flush her out even more. But they were both used as props. Because the villain... Well, the story, their story wasn't had to do with them at all, and I get that. that there's a lot of movies where this characters like that, but obviously, there's a lot of times where those characters are, like for example, um, I felt a lot for, let's say, the Golden Child. <laughs> I, I know, it's, it's, I, know I know, I know, I know, like a deep cut there, but I'm I know it was a deep cut. But you know, this is a character barely spoke, barely did anything, but I felt for that person. I felt <laughs> for that character, like. I want, you know, they, they had these little moments. And I think that's what it was. I think these, and the thing is, they tried to create them, but it didn't land as much. But if they would just had her there and she would have just had really interesting little quiet moments, 
would have played a lot better. Yeah, but I think it would have. But I don't. I I I I wouldn't have wanted it the way you're explaining it. I like the way that they did it with her. Okay, what I'm saying is, I guess I wish it was an inside joke. There's always a an inside joke between the main character and the prop character in a sense would have definitely grounded the character a little bit more and flushed it out. Like what was, no, because what was I, an inside I, joke? No, but I'm saying that if, even at that, even the inside joke would have been like, Oh, you're creating relationships outside the screen when everything you're dealing with, what we could see, it's so dire. Okay. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Unless she had a relatable moment. If she had a relatable moment with Shuri, that, like a moment that if she would have like a comes to ter- coming to terms is like when her mom died, she if, and then and if we had something similar like my father or somebody close to her died, then she, you could have a connection. It didn't that, have to be with Shuri. It could have been with uh, um, but Okoye. Yeah, but she didn't really talk to her Okoye that no, much. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but look, for, I'm gonna give you a perfect example in Marvel too that I think they they accomplished it pro- well. Where Quicksilver and um, and a Hawkeye. Okay. That was a perfect example of using somewhat of a prop character. I mean, I don't want to say, I feel like it's it's undermining a character when I say it like that, but I'm not trying to say it. This is a character that's not necessarily their movie. It's not, le- it's not leading the, it's, it's not, not leading, leading, it's not the, leading movie, the movie. It's not their movie. So it's yeah. Movie, you know, whatever. But definitely, they're like a third or a third, second or third grade character. Third tier. Yeah. Third tier. Um, But they were able to bring them to light in a good way where yeah. you feel for them when, when the inevitable happens. Yeah, and I think, and and what what I think didn't help, but here's the thing: is that with Hawkeye and uh, so Silver Surfer, so uh, Silver Surfer, I don't know why I'm thinking Quicksilver. Quicksilver was that because he passed away, and everybody loved his character. You didn't know what's gonna happen afterwards. Like here, people already knew, like, oh, she's gonna be saved. Oh, she's gonna be okay. And I, mean, I didn't mean and that she had to kill her off. I'm saying no. I know that. kill her off, but now I'm like, at least they have an introduction. They brought her in, and now we know where she might go because we'll lead into that that she she loses a suit uh, because they have to keep all their technology safe and secure. It's gonna get lead her into building a brand new suit, and I think that portion of her. Uh, hammering, hammering out the Ironheart symbol would have been better in her series than in this moment. You know, you're right. Uh, not maybe in, in the series, but like if that was her introduction, like when they went up to her, um, like maybe instead of finding her in her dorm, they found her in her garage. No, that would have been too on the button. Well, I mean, that's where she would, you know, yeah. she could have laughed at me like, oh, I'm not building a suit. Like she could have been on something completely different. Yeah. But it could just be a good homage to her just slamming metal with a hammer. That's it. But um, but so let's get back into yeah. the movie. So we're okay. So we're so we're here when uh, when they Queen, find out, is, which is another funeral. Which that was sad in itself. Just the yeah. fact there was two funerals in the same movie. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, and uh, again, like I said, uh, Mbaku started to shine because out of all the people, he was the voice of reason. Yeah, and he was a good voice of reason. I liked him. That's what I'm saying. I like how they were setting him up. That's another one too. Is that that's a character who technically is a. It's not a not a sector. It's like a third tier character, but shines when they when he gets a camera on him. Yeah, because he's Winston a voice of Duke. reason. He's a somebody who looks, you know, who looks like like he's a savage, but he's super chill, super edu- well educated, and super yeah. Like, and you could tell his growth in the, as the as the character because in the first one, he was like he was trying to do everything he can to overthrow T'Challa to yeah. become king of Wakanda. 
And here he's like, I'm honoring something that me and your brother agreed with. Agreed with. And and this goes into a conversation about, and maybe you if you want to touch on it, that's fine. That a lot of people are like, oh, this movie is very, they would say like woke or um, it, it, it diminishes masculinity. It's all about women empowerment. And it's like, it's about, it should have been about like demasculating the men in this movie because all the powerful women are, war, all the warriors are women. And I'm like. So does that mean that every movie where the, all the warriors of men are, or no, it it, it weakens the men because it weakens the men um, men's masculinity because like the the women are taking the lead role or the most powerful. One, I think it's bullshit for that comment itself. Two, uh, Mbaku's character it was masculine all the way through. He was he was a protector for his people. He was welcoming to outsiders or people within his community that he could help. He was emotionally supportive and, 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 and of understanding what, what Shiri was going through. And if he was a dick, he would have been like, yo, she can't handle it. I'm taking over. He's like, no, like you choose what you want. I'm backing you up. Not that, 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 that's like, not emasculating. But not just that. He, but that's not he emasculating. Literally, he literally took on Nate on Namor by himself. Yeah, he but he's like, like he's but they were saying like Ombaku can't take her, but Sh- but Shuri, one hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet, is able to. Well, using take him using the technology and the suit, and obviously and the, the intelligence plan, that she has, and the plan that they had in action—that's stupid. Of course, that yeah. she did. Like she did it the way that Shuri would be able to do. It. She used her intelligence. She knew her knowledge, and also she had the she had the the strength of the Black Panther. Yeah. So I I, I thought it was some it was a but lot of comments. People, it's the same comments of people that talking about how. Somehow Namor wasn't built enough, like, because, and it kills me because I'm like, okay, I, like, the all power to any other people, uh, any other characters that do superhero character, yeah. Just because that's impressive that they can do that doesn't mean that's a rule. Like, doesn't mean that every character has to be, you know, like crazy shredded. And another thing I noticed was, I mean, every every time I read about these actors that do all these scenes and whatever, uh, Aquaman, uh, Thor, all these different things. They train for months. They do all these dieting. They do all this prepping, technically for one or two scenes. They don't look like that all the time. And in fact, yeah. uh, I think Chris Evans and, and um, Chris Hemsworth they said they don't they can't maintain that kind of size in real life. They have to eat. They have to constantly eat just to maintain that kind of size because naturally they're not. Yeah. So they're only doing it for one or two sh- shirtless scenes. When uh, Namor, Namor, or whatever, Namor, Namor, literally, damn, I guess I'm using that word, but. Every scene he's not, he has no shirt. Every scene, like he has to be like that. Every scene, at all times. So there's not like he's not gonna. I, I, even if he wanted to get that shredded, I, I there's it's 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 really difficult to imagine that he would be able to maintain himself throughout the entire movie with that. that physique. Yeah, that's that's and that's what I'm saying is like that's a dumb comment. Whoever said that, but I've heard Almost. it. And the thing is, but it's a, yeah, you're right. It's it's just interesting because on it, like people just want to see. I, tell you, I mean, we always want to see ourselves represented. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, that's because we don't see what we consider something, you know, that we like represented. Doesn't mean that everything that represents, uh, like, outside of that is is negative. Like, unless it's showing the thing that you like to be negative is one thing. But just because it's showing the opposite of something you like doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're, because they were strong characters overall. And, you know, 
I mean, obviously at this point, what would have been better that they, that the queen, either the queen or, or Sherry literally just, just kind of cower and let other people you know, what, take over. What are you asking for them to do? Like that doesn't, that doesn't seem one appealing to anybody yeah. story wise. And I don't know. I just never understood that kind of idea where it's like, well, if you don't, rep- if it's not like this, if it's not the way it's been for all these years, it's bad. Like, yeah. No, I got you. That's not true at all. I mean, one of my favorite, one of my like one of my all time favorite movies of all time, and you know this obviously because I have a tattoo on my arm is Fifth Element. Oh. And who's the strongest character in that that whole movie? Lilo. Exactly. So it's like I mean, there's strong female representation throughout all all movies all time, but now it's like if if it's if now because people want it to be a certain way. Oh, you're woke if you're not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck you guys. I'll say <laughs> I'll say that. But all right, so uh, Shuri's plan was let's dehydrate, which in the mode. The conversation before that was interesting because when they were discussing his strength, they were saying that you know when he's wet because they were like they noticed when he attacked, he kept on jumping back in the water. Why would he do that? And I like I love conversations like that because when you break down logic like that, you can see the fault. And like when people think seem like super powerful, situations seem super over over. You, you see, know, you see a we. Uh, you can see the weakness uh, if you really just yeah. break down the logic of and it. the armor. But uh, yeah, they were saying if he's wet, he's as strong as Thor, and if he's fighting on the water, underwater, he's stronger than uh, stronger than the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah, and Hulk he can be has strong, un- he can unlimited power. <laughs> so it was, but their plan was to obviously put dehydrate him. Yeah, so it was an interesting. So plan. they use the, and I'm, that's one thing I'm like, wow, they, she really put her whole people at risk just for a distraction to separate him from the whole squad. Which was successful, you know, and that's where the uh, Rewilling's character and the Guardian Angels come in and do it. And then they have then Sherry and Namod have a fight scene, which is a, which if I read it right, it was co- uh, accurate to the comic book. Really? That, that yeah. So she actually takes him out to a, like a open like beach place, like a deserted beach place that they're fighting. But in the comic books, he actually ends up getting getting water, and kicking her ass. But in this one, they they switched it up, so they were they kept it as close as they can to certain comics, with it, and at the at right when she was about to kill him. She 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 understood what her mom was talking about and and reflected on about her mom and saved him, mm-hmm. gave him redemption. Well. Because of what Mbaku said, and it's true, it's like, you know, like he said, I'll back you, but this isn't for, like, this is pure revenge. This is yeah. not, this has nothing to do with your people. This has nothing to do with, with the tactic, because like he told us, like, you consider him a god. They're going to continue fighting. So fighting, him, killing him is not going to solve anything. It's not going to stop anything. It's going to make it worse. Because now, you know, we don't know who we're going to deal with. We don't know who we can negotiate with. You know, but if you, you know, but if you let, if you talk to him, you bring him to a brink of surrender and you talk to him, then we have a chance. Yep. Like, but she was, she was bent on killing him. But I like the fact that she was able to subdue him. And, you know, but I, I also liked what happened after that, which was when he subdued. And the thing is, man, there was the over my, overwhelming number of, of his people to Wakandans was crazy. Yeah. Um, and they were just overpowered. Like they were about to die. So the conversation that they had with uh, Namor and his generals, 
and well, at the end when uh, he's like going back to his paintings, I loved it because he never, you know, he he was a it, for him was a strategic move as well because he's like, I surrendered, but I just surrendered, uh, like basically forcing them to do it. So now I see that the world is gonna force them to do it, and we're gonna back them up. Yeah, and our, our two our both both our armies together will never be touched by anybody. So he still had his plan in place. It was just a different tactic. T- tactic as far as a how, different outcome that he wanted. Exactly. No, not just outcome. How it was going to be implemented. Yeah, no, but I'm saying his different outcome is in the sense that he wanted the world to burn, but he's like, this is a first line of defense, pretty much. He's using Wakanda as a first. It's like if they if, if people fuck with them and they take care of them, we're good. Well, if people that, fuck with them, back up. yeah, no, but I'm saying no, but he's saying he, I took it as. If somebody's gonna fuck with Wakanda, they got it. We're, we're, they're good if they're able to do it. If at the point that they have to resort to backup, they're gonna come to us, and nobody's gonna be able to stop us. Oh, that's not what I got at all. I, I, mean, I, I, got, I mean, either way, it's the same result. But it's yeah. like I got was like he knew they were gonna come for them, and once that happens, he was like they were ready to to start helping them so that they could take everybody out. Yeah. So basically, he just felt like. The world was basically gonna gonna, gonna kill, turn, gonna, gonna 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 they sign their own fate. Yeah, they didn't have to attack the world in order for them to to okay. be attacked. Yeah. So um, and then the other surprising move, which was so, well, well, there's two more, obviously. Yeah. The the part where uh, they were about to name um, the Black Panther, or no, the king, like, of, the king, uh, the king, the king the, of Wakanda, the king of Wakanda. And you thought it was going to be uh, Shiri. Shiri is M'Baku. M'Baku, which I like that twist. I love that. I, I like that twist because obviously she's going through a lot and she did not show in any kind of way that she's prepared for leadership like that. But he did. Yeah. And she and showed it through every, all, everything that's happened throughout that whole time dealing with Namor. And, he, and he, he has said before that he's ready to be the surrogate. Yeah. Um, which I'm guessing what's going to happen is that she's going to stay... With the title of Black Panther, yeah. The, so I think that's what it is, and in the comic books, you could you could be there could be a king, and there could be a protector of Wakanda, Black Panther. Uh, usually, it's one of the same, but I think at I think at one point I remember I don't know if I remember correctly that <coughs> you could have the king and a Black Panther as two separate individuals. Mm-hmm. And 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 she he's in he's gonna take her place until she's ready. Or until the other surprise, which was that that was she, a big one she, too. That she was, goes to visit um, a Nakia, Nakia in Haiti, mm-hmm. and she's introduced him to a little boy, about seven or eight years old, and tells him, oh, explains to him that is the child's son. And his name is T'Challa. And he is the prince of Wakanda. And soon to be king. And I loved it. I and and one thing was um and this is a com- a lot of people had conversations about because they were Disney com- well, at one point I think we discussed it that Disney confirmed that they're not replacing Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Chad was more than T'Challa. T'Challa, they're not changing it, and a lot of people have issues with that. A lot of people had issues. It's like, wait, why are you why are you gonna not have T'Challa as Black Panther? I'm like, 
We had several different variations of Batman. We had several different variations of Superman, uh, a few uh, Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me the one person of color character that is so pronounced into the black community or to the the, uh, people of color community, you're not going to change him. And they went with them. And then Ryan Coogler came with this. It's like, we're not replacing him, but we're going to give you his offspring. And now with how everything's been going with the multiverse and now we've seen time jumps that possibly in the next, within the next 10 films, if they do another black Panther, he's going to be a young adult and he'll be able to take the place and whoever they get for that role. Um, um, you have some shoes to fill. No, I mean, it's going to be interesting, and um, and I hope they get a good character, but it's it's setting up for the, and I'm guessing Black Panther's now, like, that's going to be the Black Panther for the Young Avengers. Um, Shiri? No, not Shiri. It might be, I think it might actually end up being... Him? T'Challa, yeah. T'Challa? Just, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on how far how long it takes before they actually get together, because um, obviously you already have all the other characters, you have a lot of other characters coming through. Yeah. Uh, being introduced and everything like that. So you're right. With time jumps, maybe that something happens where he. Yeah, but then even at that, even if they do a time jump of ten years, the Young Avengers will be ten years older, so they won't be Young Avengers. They'll be like middle age. Well, no, 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 middle age Avengers. Avengers. I mean, something that happens to him specifically. Like oh, for him specifically, like his own time jump. Yeah. Maybe I don't don't know. That would be a lot. I want to be. I won't say it's a stretch because everything that they're dealing in the multiverse, Mm -hmm. every anything is possible. So. Well, we'll see. Like I said, we we have to see how they introduce everybody else. Because uh, okay, so I heard this theory, and I don't know if it's if it, if it's accurate. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, and I really hope this is not true. I mean, I don't know. I just hope it doesn't spoil it if it is true. But that's what springs off the new Avengers, the Young Avengers, is that in the next Ant Man, that Ant Man himself dies. Ooh, and because his because his daughter is kind of the reason for. Based on the trailer, there's a reason for things. Everything that happened. Exactly. That she feels motivated. I heard about it. I heard about the same thing. You heard about the same thing? I heard that he he might, uh, Paul Rudd's character might pass away in the new Ant-Man. But we can't speculate. No, no, I don't want to speculate, but it's it's an interesting way to 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 kick off off a a story arc. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So now we have a review of Black Panther. Yes. And this is the last movie for Phase Four. What are your thoughts on Phase Four as a whole? This is the last Phase Four. This is the last. This is closes off Phase Four. It was good, but felt um, how to put this? It felt. It doesn't feel like it's over. Phase Four. Yeah, wait, so wait, for us, phase four, like... It started with Black Widow. So Black Widow, you had WandaVision, Loki, uh, you also have the Miss Marvel show, you have Shang-Chi, you had Doctor Strange, you had Thor Love and Thunder, and now we have Black Panther, you have uh, No Way Home in it as well. You had all those movies in phase four. Phase four feels like everybody cleaning themselves off after after a devastating event. Okay. I took a different approach with it. No, I, I just something about it. It doesn't feel like nothing. 
it, it's still, I mean, even though a lot of things set up, nothing big felt like it happened in a sense, right? Like, you know, how do I put this? It just, it felt like, it felt like it's a waiting period. I, I feel like this is a waiting period between two big events. It's a waiting period. All right. Yes. I do see that you're seeing, I, I always tell people this is a, it's a, like a transition a, period transition or it's a growing period. Like uh, when people like football, they're like, oh, this is a growing, growing season. Meaning that the last time they had a championship, they probably have a whole new squad. So they're in, in the building phase. And one thing that if you look back at it on it was a lot of it was in revolving around loss. Like with WandaVision, Shang-Chi, yeah, grieving. Grief. Um, and then also another big one was Passing of the Mantle. With that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are cleaning themselves off after like... No, no, but not cleaning them Because you think... I'm thinking cleaning themselves off and they get back up. But like Passing the Mantle, you see uh, like Hawkeye passing it to to um, Kate Bishop's character. That's what I mean. But that's but this is what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I kind of feel in my head... This Again, this is... How my head sees things. Okay. So it's like, um, like when something happens, regardless if it's good or bad, something huge happens. Like let's just put, think about it like, like a party, like a like a really crazy party. You know, it was epic. It built up a lot. It had a great you know resolution to it. So what is this? It feels like the day after, where you start discovering new things and people that you know, like people that had a tragic event or something crazy happened. They're recovering from that or they're just cleaning up or, you know, you have that transition period between this huge thing that happened to how we're going to go forward. Yeah. How we're going to continue. And it's not that there's not this period doesn't doesn't mean a lot. It means a lot because obviously you have those situations. You think where, it's the darkest phase out of all the phases? I feel that it is. No. Well, this is dark in a sense because you get to see you see how everything that happened in the other movies affected the people yeah no but then even on top of that people additionally lost people in it too. That, no no of course they additionally lost more but i feel like this is where you start to kind of i thought get it was, the reaction I, I, of how, I, I feel how like this is a darker up. darker phase than the other three prior it is darker only because it's almost of like, the emotional darkness no 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 but just in general like it's like think about it like when you see when you see an epic fight scene right right it's it's there. You're excited. You're you know the, whoever won. You're excited about whatever. But the next scene where you're seeing the devastation of what happened because of that fight, and you have to actually deal with the loss that occurred in that fight. Yeah, that's what this is. You know, this is where yeah. you're seeing the world after you're seeing the people. Um, after after the, the dust settles, this is what happened. That's the, that's the term I was thinking about. After the, the dust, dust settles, dust settling part. Yes. No. Of course. And now you have people taking new mantles. Seeing how people are gonna, you know, transition and yeah. go to the next moment. So that's what I mean. That's the dust settling moment. This is phase four is a dust settling moment. Yeah. So now, now that the dust so settles, it, it's great. Next. It has a lot of stories. Really dark, like you said, but it does feel unresolved because now you have to start seeing where it's gonna go. Yeah. No, of course, of course. I see where you, I see where you're trying your, your way of it, where you're seeing it from, and yeah, just seeing my my mind perspective. Yeah. Like, no, I know. And and I do agree with most of it, yeah. And no. and I thought I, I just look at it I was like, yo, this is I don't I don't know if have I cried more here in these phases than than, than any of the other phases that I've seen other than But I if this is the end of phase four, that means the rest of it's gonna be adrenaline. 
the next is you're is, built you're going to build to, straight to, up you, the you're next. going to gear three at this point yeah we're getting into i'm trying to think of another movie that might be similar i think at this point we're going to start it's going to start going back to the the c uh, the, the, the not the beat not the first movies the second movies from the original marvel introductions like where we already know everybody's in it and now we're, now we're taking the next gear. Now we're starting we're to kick, we're, we're kicking into gear. We're kicking into gear and we're starting to see who the who the threat is. Yeah. Cuz we know who the threat is, but we don't know we don't really know his level of of power yet. And that's the thing. I think everybody's pointing at Kang as the next level. We don't know. We that's who we know that could be, but it could be somebody a lot stronger, a lot bigger that's pulling the strings behind him. We don't know. Well, the beauty of Kang is that Technically speaking, they can eliminate um, uh, Jonathan Major's character in each movie and still deal with Kang. Like, yeah, his, his, his variations. Exactly. So each one of them can just be... Because we don't know. We are, we're we're kind of assuming the next one is going to be his most um, savage uh, yeah. variation. But it could actually be another one. That's worse. No, no, no. Not necessarily worse, but it could be a, a variation that's still chill compared to the actual yeah so like that that's like the vision the the one that we're getting is more chill than the one that it could be even worse that's what i'm saying down the line that's the beauty of this character is that we can continue seeing his progression to even more and more severe his final form exact to a certain yeah so like every time we get a victory in the movie we're still getting the 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 uh the the dread of knowing oh wait a minute he's not the worst one no uh, so. Oh man! Alrighty, so now let's get into some Nicky's because I already did all the quotes. I already ran out all my quotes. Unless you have one. No, no, I'm, I, I, I can't think. I, of I ran one. out all my quotes for that movie. How many Nicky's did you give this? Four and a half. Fuck yeah, that's me too. <laughs> I wanted to give it five, but I'm like, it was great. It was a wonderful movie and had a lot of wonderful parts. But I don't know when, especially when it comes to Marvel, I felt like five needs to be that. To the level of uh, Endgame, that's why I have to compare it to. And Endgame was it, because of the obviously because it was a huge battle, there was a huge thing. This one, I thought Infinity was a War great was movie better. in general. Huh? I thought Infinity War was better than Endgame. Really? Yeah. But you know what I mean. But it was yeah. It's, they're it's, both it's, epic. They're yeah, both, both epic, epic tales. Yeah. Yeah. So this one didn't feel like an epic tale. No, it did feel like an epic tale, but it felt like, like I said, it wasn't grandiose. As I guess you want to use that word. Um, also, there was obviously little little nitpicks. But it did get me excited to see what's next. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. So, four and a half Nikki's. Four and a half Nikki's for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's still in theaters. Go watch it. Go support it. And like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's Garage Home Theater edition. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, we also have a page on The Hive, which is the new Twitter uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com backslash FMMG podcast. Uh, you, if you want to show us support there, it's as little as a dollar a month. And you get a shout out at least one episode a month. And like that, guys, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.